0: I'm Alex McDougald, and this is Insiad in Conversation With, a podcast series in which our guests share their stories, thoughts and insights with us. In this episode, I'm with Mary Carey, Regional Director for the Americas at Insiad Executive Education, and we're going to be talking a bit about coaching, what it is at INSEAD, why it's integral to many of the programmes that we offer, and what perhaps makes it unique in a crowded marketplace. Mary, thank you very much for being here today.
1: Thank you, Alex. I'm really mm-hmm. happy to be here.
0: How do you feel that over the years, uh, leadership expectations have evolved?
1: Yeah, thank you, Alex. I think it's a great question. Prior to 2020, I think anybody would have said, oh, leadership of course is evolving with the times. There's the, more need, there's the need to be more agile. There's the need to be able to deal with complexities. I mean, that's always been um, an evolution, but bang, COVID happened, and post-2020, leadership has evolved in leaps and bounds because the context in which people are working is completely different than it was before COVID hit us. Um, How is it different? I mean, obviously now... leaders have to manage people that aren't in the office all the time, hybrid teams, um, co-working, co-located. And then there's the whole issue around psychological safety, which is a huge buzzword right now, more than a buzzword. It's a real need. And that wasn't even in the conversation before the pandemic. So the expectations on leaders and their behaviors has really changed and accelerated.
0: When you say psychological safety, what exactly do you mean by that?
1: So psychological safety refers to uh, a working environment in which everyone um, is able to be themselves, um, to be able to speak out, to be able to speak truth to power um, sometimes, and um, and to feel that they can be their true selves. Diversity is a, is a big aspect aspect of it, and when people talk about promoting diversity um, and inclusiveness, psychological safety uh, gives gives the space for people to be them their diverse selves. So that's also become, you know, really critical today.
0: From what you've just said, it sounds like a very challenging environment to navigate, especially since COVID, as you mentioned. Everything has changed. Expectations have evolved so fast and so much. Does that create a huge amount of challenge for people to adapt, not just the mindsets, but also the way they practice leadership?
1: Oh, absolutely. As I was listening to uh, the word confluence came to to my mind. There's such a confluence of changes that have happened. It's not all COVID, of course, but to your earlier point, Older generations, if I can say, are, were used to operating in a different way, often much more top-down, um, much more hierarchical. And um, the newer generations, and we don't even talk about millennials anymore because the millennials are the major uh, population right now in the workforce. It's Gen Zs, I guess, people in their in their 20s, in their, in their early 30s. They just expect to work in a much more um, collaborative fashion. They expect to be heard. And um, they expect kind of, if you will, almost a different kind of respect, I think, than prior junior members of an organization did. So, So all of that means that leaders need to behave differently and they need to create a different environment than in the past.
0: Given all of those challenges um, that we've you've just spoken about and the way the landscape has changed, what role do you feel that coaching can play helping executives and organizations manage this sort of complexity and hopefully successfully become know, 21st century leaders, if you want to call them that?
1: Yeah, well, listen, um, my personal opinion, but I think it's shared by many, many others, is that coaching is probably the most powerful way that can be deployed to help people change behavior. And you may ask why? You know, why is it why is it so effective? I can start by saying that coaching is the one of the best ways for executives to understand themselves better and then understand their effect on others better. Coaching is very reflective, but it all it's also can be very action oriented. People get really down into the granular details of how they behave who they are and how their behavior affects others like like i said earlier coaching probably does that better than anything else sitting in a classroom you learn theory you learn concepts you have some great discussions but uh it doesn't get down and dirty and personal like when you're in a coaching session
0: leaders today are up against a lot there's a lot of expectations placed on their shoulders and of course these expectations are sometimes hard to meet, and that's that's normal. We're asking people to change behaviors that they practiced for many years. Coaching can play a big part. How exactly can it do that?
1: So, coaching—pretty much all forms of coaching—are um, going to help people to acquire new skills or change certain ways that they do things. Um, it's a very personal journey and gives people an opportunity to reflect, etc. Um, across many different forms of coaching, um, if you will. At NCAD, we use executive coaching in what I believe is quite a unique way. Our our way of using coaching really gets the executives to understand themselves at a very deep level. I'm gonna use some big buzzwords here, but we take a psychodynamic approach to developing leaders. Um, What does that mean? So a psychodynamic approach simply means we're looking um, through the lens of psychology, through the lens of some psychoanalysis, and in some of our programs, we also also use what's um, called a systems psychodynamic approach. And I'll just break that down really fast for you, um, because I really do believe this sets us apart. Uh, Taking the last one first, system psychodynamics, in very simple terms, allows executive to understand not only themselves, that's the psychodynamic part, but the systems part. How are they in their role in their organization or their families um, and their lives, really? So um, it's very a whole person approach and um, it results in um, some pretty revealing Insights for, for the executives as to, as to why they operate or behave the way they do, how it impacts others, why it impacts others, and then, you know, what is it that they could really do to shift that? So it's real. It's really around personal effectiveness. It really is.
0: In practice, how does it work when um, organizations send executives or executives come to our programs? What kind of activities do they engage in to draw out those those reflective moments? Is
1: it? Well, we have a number of different um, uh, methods. Um, one of them that's very very impactful is we take is we take leaders outside. Um, we put them through um, various tasks and challenges in teams. There's a coach present that is there to um, observe how people work, kind of in their natural habitat. They're not really thinking um, about their behaviors. They're just doing because they've got a task in front of them. And how they navigate those exercises and those challenges tells the group, tells the individual, and tells the coach a lot about them and how they operate you know, in the work environment. We sometimes use a, or often use a portrait exercise. What was your past? What does your past look like? That's very open. People can put all sorts of different things. They can draw their family. They can draw a river because they grew up next to a river. Oh, it's always drawing. Sorry, when I said portrait, I meant drawing. And uh, and, they, and what's your, what does your future look like? Anyway, these are just some examples, but it's a way of getting the executives out of their heads and touching into their emotions and a little bit of their subconscious. And then the coach works with the executive in a group to make sense of this. And what does it mean for them today as leaders?
0: And correct me if I'm wrong, but I get the impression from speaking to people that it's not just the coaches they learn a lot from, but it's also from the people who they share their experiences with. And it's a lot to ask from someone, especially if they're not from the same organization, they never met one another before Monday morning. Suddenly they're thrown into this kind of deep introspective experience.
1: The other piece of working in a group that uh, can be very powerful is our coaches um, work with the actual dynamics in the group, what we call working in the here and now. So they can use what's happening in the moment to um, show the executive who they are or what their behaviors are, Um, and they can extrapolate that into their work life. For example, if they're always erupting, interrupting the other members of the group, we usually group, uh, work in groups of five. And if there's there's one that just can't seem to keep his mouth shut or her mouth shut, um, that's a here and now behavior, which perhaps is telling for the executive done in the right way. When the coach, you know, uh, notices that ah, maybe this is behavior that I do outside of this coaching group that is holding me back.
0: We talk a lot about how we transform executives at INSEAD. Now that, again, means many different things. For me, I find that the coaching is, is essentially it's there to help transform, perhaps not change a person, but bring out the best in that person.
1: I love what you just said. It reminds me of one of our, our professors, what he starts um, a coaching experience, prepping the uh, participants before they go into their coaching groups. He says, we're not here to fix you because you're not broken. What we're here to do is help you know you better so you can bring your best self to whatever it is that you want to do.
0: Yeah, we've talked about the theory. Now, obviously, as Regional Director for the Americas, you've traveled across the states. You've met a lot of organizations, worked with many of them. And what has been the feedback that you've received from organizations that you've helped uh, build programs with, for example?
1: Yeah, so many of the participants that I've talked to at the end of our programs, they say, they say, wow, this has been one of the most meaningful experiences that I have had in my executive education life. Um, one that I recently spoke too, uh, she said, you know, I'm a real leadership development program junkie. I do a lot of this kind of stuff. I just love it. And yet, the programs or the, or the, um, the coaching that I've done in the past, always good. I always get something from it. But it's all very much the same. Something something new was always learned, but, but really overall, um, the approaches weren't all that different. This one was really different. And I asked her why. She said, because this is the first one that really had me think in a different way about who I was and how I operated within my system. She used that word system like I was talking about earlier. I just gained insights um, into how I operate and how my organization operates that I just never had before. And it's kind of hard to explain differently how that happened than what I was saying earlier in our conversation about the way we do it and how we do it. And um, the result of all those things is, is that kind of comment.
0: What does make our coaching offer different to what people might find elsewhere, particularly in the Amer- in the states.
1: Yeah, in the states. Let's talk about in the states because that's actually, you know, the main market that I work in. I think I think it's fair to narrow down what we're talking about here to business schools and what they do uh with executives. And other business schools in the US of course of course deploy coaching as part of their programs, but we do it in a different way as far as I've seen and and heard um in my years working in the market. As an American, I can say that my experience, because I've, of course, have studied um, NCI's approach. I, I actually am a coach myself. When I came to France, um, I noticed something different in the way that uh, leadership development was approached. Um, there, there was a more like attention to the subconscious and um, and and helping executives understand what was going on. Underneath the surface, I think—and this is my own opinion—I think Europeans are more comfortable talking about that. Maybe it's because Tavistock, the Tavistock Institute, is in is in uh, well, it's in the UK, so it's in Europe. Um, even after Brexit, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know, really, um, the study of the unconscious and its effects on our on our conscious behaviors is is you know is very key in that discipline. And that and that um, it, uh, that school of work has influenced very much how NSIAD, um has developed their coaching, and it's very different than what I have seen the U.S. schools doing. So uh, when I was studying this, I was opened up to a whole new world. I just really never thought about my unconscious and what that meant for the way that I behaved. So um, so, so yeah, that was a really unique experience um, coming from the US to Europe and starting to study that.
0: Thank you very much, Mary.
1: You're welcome, Alex.
0: And thank you to you, our audience, for listening in. If you've enjoyed today's episode and would like to know more about coaching at INSEAD Executive Education, then please don't hesitate to visit the website pages by following the link in the podcast description. Also, if you'd like to connect with Mary, there will be a link to her profile on LinkedIn also in the description.